This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball season, it comes and goes. But Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros play the second game of a three-game series against the San Francisco Giants. Yesterday, the Astros took game one, six to four from the Giants. Lance McCullers Jr. was brilliant, allowed one hit over seven shutout innings, struck out five. Martin Maldonado had a homer. As the Astros ended a five-game skit, Giants, meanwhile, they've lost two in a row in four of their last five. Astros 7-9, and nine, second in the AL West, four and a half games behind Oakland. The Giants are 7-11. and 11. That puts them last in the National League West, five games behind Colorado. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's Brandon Belak on the mound for the Astros, making his second big league start. Five scoreless innings in his first big league start. That was this past Thursday in Arizona. Yeah, it's hard to do any better than that, right? I mean, right. he wasn't really stressed out quite enough to, to go any deeper. But, man, he pitched great against the Diamondbacks. He looked very composed out there, and he attacked them. He kept the counts in his favor where he could start to get the hitters to expand the strike zone. and. Man, you just keep doing that. That's all you need. And he's got five pitches, the fastball, curve, slider, changeup, and the cut fastball. And when you ask him what his best secondary pitch is, uh, he'll say, you know, I, I'm equally confident in, in all of them, which says a ton. So, so he can go to anything on any given night. If one's not working, he's got four others. Meanwhile, it's left-hander Tyler Anderson on the mound for the Giants making his third start of the year. A guy who at one time was a top prospect with the Rockies. Astros saw him a couple of years ago and mm -hmm. off to a pretty good start this year. Yeah, one good one and one bad one against the Astros that year. So they've seen him. A couple guys have. They have film on him. He does something that's very weird, Robert. He likes to be very aggressive with his changeup early in the count. So you don't see a lot of pitchers pitch that way, but, you know, he, he tries to get ahead with the changeup because he feels like he has best command with that and then he works off of that so you, you throw the changeup and then you can start throwing the fastballs in after that and it looks even better so it's an interesting way to pitch he's found a little niche 30 year old lefty now uh he's pretty tough keys to the game presented by honda visit your local greater houston honda dealers for great deals at all models honda the official sponsor of the houston astros well the astros last night did a a nice job at, with the starting pitching of course it got a little hairy mm. near the end and still kind of looking to see the bullpen kind of really solidify itself and roles to be established and that's something especially with all the injuries that the Astros have had to their pitching that's going to take a little bit of time yeah I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to happen until you get guys healthy yeah you know when you're talking about that many young pitchers there's just going to be a lot of 
inconsistencies because mentally, I mean, you're riding that wave as a, as a young pitcher, so you're not sure if you belong at first, and then there's some doubt, and then you pitch well, you're confident, and then you get hit again. It's just going to go all over the map for a while, so it's tough for Dusty Baker. Um, last six or eight games, it hasn't been good, and they're trying to figure out a way to get to the closer. But I'll tell you what, going seven innings is big. You know, if you can get more starting pitchers to go six, seven, eight innings, God forbid, what's going on in this league these days, but go a little bit further, it really helps things for a manager. Well, without a doubt, and hopefully we start to see that here pretty soon. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker, and a little later we'll hear from Astros reliever Andre Scrub. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. Another good changeup by McCullers. Back to back to Slater. And that's how the inning ends. Five strikeouts for McCullers. Hasn't allowed a hit through five. And that is now six no-hit innings for Lance McCullers. He has set down 18 of 19. How about Lance McCullers tonight? Oh, man, was that special. Coming off one of the worst outings of his career and turns in seven shutout innings. Retired 21 of 23 tonight. He's just in total control. Stayed within himself very well. Had all of his pitches working. Threw him in any count. Like a pitcher. Just a pitcher in every sense. Mm -hmm. Well, Dusty, a much-needed win last night for the Astros, ending a, a five-game losing streak or uh, beating the Giants last night. And Really started with Lance McCullers Jr. Bounced back nicely after the rough one in Arizona and took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, allowed just one hit. Uh, I mean, it just seemed like he had everything working. Yes, he did. And, uh, you know, the main thing, he, he had his good fastball working in good location, uh, uh, followed by the changeup that looked like a fastball, designed to look like a fastball. And then, uh, you know, he'd throw his uh, famous, you know, curveball in there. And, uh, you know, he had everything working. He had, his, he had a very low pitch count, which is which haunted him the last couple starts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but the fact is, I, I think the, the fact that he threw, you know, he threw his, his fastball more. And, uh, you know, I think that was, uh, you know, the major difference. And, uh, you know, nobody was talking to him for a while. I walked right by him and dug out without act like he was invisible. And, uh, you know, we're all hoping for you know, for a no-hitter, but, you know, when he gave up the hit and then he came out the game, I think with 85 pitches, you know, he said that, you know, that, that was enough. And so we're still in the process of, of uh, building these guys' endurance up. As you see, like, going 75, 85, then hopefully, you know, we can build them up, uh, especially him and Grinky can build up to 100 pitches. And, uh, you know, that should take us hopefully into the seventh inning that, that, that takes pressure off your bullpen. What was your reaction when you saw the first hit that, that McCullers gave up? Because I know, you know, once you start getting into the, the late innings, you get in that seventh inning and there are no hits on the board as a manager with your pitcher, I, I imagine there are a lot of calculations going through your head. Well, there were. I mean, there are calculations like, hey, man, do, you know, how long do I let him go? Uh, pitch pitch wise and there's no hitter you know do I let him go 110 to try to get the no hitter or do I take him out at 100 in the eighth uh, and have a combined hopefully you know no hitter and uh, you know you start thinking about you know all those things 
And then you also think about it, like I've seen many times, you know, they, there's old saying that you lose a no-hitter, then you end up losing the game. And and I've seen, but but fortunately for us, you know, we had a pretty good lead at that time. But, you know, he had a big lead in, in Arizona, too. And, uh, you know, the, these things can happen very, very quickly, as you saw it happen to us last night, 8th and ninth, because things got a little more nervous than, you know, than I wanted it. But we were trying to save Taylor, our only lefty at that time, in case we needed him in the ninth or – and, uh, you know, that's why we went to uh, Presley last night. And hopefully, uh, you know, he could close it out, which he did. Uh, you mentioned Taylor was the only lefty in the bullpen last night. That's changed because Brooks Raley is now on the active roster, acquired in a trade a couple of days ago from, from Cincinnati. Uh, do you right. know much about Brooks Raley at this point? And, and do you have an idea of how you might use him? Well, I mean, he was a former starter, you know what I mean? And uh, I got to talk to him. But as a former starter, you know, you might need him. Well, you know, we're going to need him in the bullpen. You know, the fact that he can go two or three innings, but also I want to know how he warms up, if he can warm up in there, because I got a whole bunch of starters down at bullpen from the minor leagues, and it takes them a long time to warm up, and half the action's already over before they get warm. So I'm going to talk to him. Um, uh, you know, when I look at their bullpen over there, man, they got they got six left-handed bull—I mean, uh, relievers—and and the three they brought in last night were pretty, you know, were pretty good. And uh, I'll always take, uh, you know, left-handed relievers because left-handed relievers uh, seem to have a knack of getting right and left-handers out. But but most right-handers have trouble with, you know, with left-handed hitters. And so, uh, you know, I think they got overabundance. Of, of, <laughs> of, of left-handed pitchers, but I'll take I'll take a whole bullpen, you know, full of them. Got the news today for Major League Baseball with the uh, suspensions after the bitches clearing incident that happened Sunday in Oakland. Ramon Laureano, the A, is getting six games, and your hitting coach Alex Centrone getting hit with a, a 20-game suspension. Uh, pretty long one, obviously, not something you you typically see a coach get. Uh, how, what are your thoughts on that, and how do you plan on on handling that hitting coach role? I think Troy Snitcher there as well, but how do you handle on how do you plan on handling that at least for the next twenty games? Well, you know, I mean, that's that's probably the heftiest suspension I've ever seen, and uh, you know, it seems like whenever we do something, you know, Major League Baseball seems to throw the book at us pretty good, and uh, you know, Alex uh, said he was sorry for you know his actions. Uh, you know, which didn't really cut down the suspension any, but, um, you know, he's going to be able to, you know, to be around and help the guys prior to game time, but he's not going to be allowed to be here during the game. Uh, so, uh, you know, he got a hefty fine uh, as well. And so, um, you know, he's a big part of our team. I mean, you know, like uh, the guys really, really depend on him and Troy. In particular, the Latin guys, you know, really depend on him because, you know, there's no language barrier there. And, you know, they have a lot in common. So, um, you know, the guys were rallied around him. Uh, you know, he said, you know, what he did was wrong. But, you know, he's still one of ours. And, uh, you know, this is hopefully another thing that's going to, you know, make us closer as a team. And, uh, you know, make us come together because this has been, boy, this has been a, <laughs> I hope no more stuff happens because this has been, <laughs> it's been a wild ride. So, uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, this is the end of it. Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight.
All right, Robert. Thank you. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Well, I got Andre Scrub with me here on Astro Launch. Andre, first of all, thanks for joining us. And man, what a start. You excited? Definitely excited. It's a good group of guys to be uh, to be up here with. So who's, who's taking you under their wing? You start the year in the, at the alternate site in Corpus Christi. You get here. Who do you talk to? I mean, just everyone's so friendly here. There's something you don't expect, uh, even in spring training when I first got here. You know, I have, you know, Justin Verlander coming to me and introducing himself instead of wow. the other way around. And that's, that's big, how all right? the guys are on this team, yeah. So, what, so you call home and you say, hey, man, Justin Verlander just introduced himself uh, Something to me. like that. You know, we're from <laughs> the same state, so I did, uh, I did you know, tell a couple people, you know. I, you know, I did, I did meet Justin Verlander, so that was really cool. All right, for the fans uh, who aren't aware, you came over from the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you're chilling in Tulsa last year. You're an all-star in AA, uh, but you get word from the Dodgers that you've been traded to the Astros. What did you feel about that at the time? Uh, was it mixed emotions? Uh, it's definitely mixed emotions. It was like a, a it, at the time it was super bittersweet because I was getting traded, getting a new opportunity, but yeah. I went from one really good team to the best team in baseball. So it was like, oh, here we go, like two great franchises. So it, yeah. was, uh, it was definitely shocking, but you know, in the end it worked out. So what's the biggest difference between the two organizations as far as instruction on pitching? Um, I think you know it's more uh, involved over here. Like the first day I met. Uh, Strom, you know, he was working with me hands-on, and we did some drills the first time I touched the mound in front of him. So yeah. just a little bit more hands-on, to be honest. And the hammer. So, so the curveball is what we noticed first off. Hey, your cutter, everything's good, the leverage, but the curveball. It reminds us of Will Harris, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard that before, but uh, is it the same grip you've always had? Tell us how that's uh, kind of evolution throughout your career. Um, honestly, it developed in college. Uh, Luckily, Cozart, um, my coach in college, got to coach Cody Allen. And, you know, he has a, oh, yeah. a pretty good curveball. And just talking to him about it and hearing how he, he delivered the pitch is really where I got it from. What's the secret for you? Um, honestly, just trying to throw it fast, not hard. I know it sounds weird, but what does that fast mean? not hard. What does that it's mean? Just, you know, a lot of people try to muscle up on uh, certain pitches. And it's really okay. not the muscle. It's, I think it's more hand speed, to be honest. So it's just being able to get the ball out front a little bit more so you're yeah, relaxed you, to get it out front to pull down? Absolutely. All right, so you are in Oakland the other day, and I'm sure you've heard this throughout your career, but they start playing no scrubs. Have they done that everywhere? They, they play that uh, when you come in? Um, it was I first got a taste of that in college. Uh, the yep. seniors picked it for my walkout song when I started. Um, but – I've had a lot of teams play it, and I'm, it's almost like a comfortable thing at this point. It's almost like I have a walkout at be. every away stadium. So, I mean, yeah, they're the, paying the remix kind of threw me off last game, but the original version, yeah, definitely used to it. We're talking with Andre Scrub, who's gotten off to a remarkable start, six games so far, and uh, I don't want to say anything other than it's been really good, Andre. Um, what's been the most exciting part? It, have you gone uh, to the mound and faced a certain hitter yet and just go, oh, my gosh, pinch me? Um, I, it happened once, but, you know, I intentionally walked them. It was in uh, Anaheim. Uh, obviously, I were pool hosts, you know. Yeah. First ticket Hall of Famer. You're not, you know, you're not not saying to yourself, like, oh, my goodness, this is this is a guy I grew up watching. Like, you know. That's right. So. Well, but, you're you know, established. I intentionally walked them, so. All right, I got to ask you real quick. Uh, you talked about a little in spring training about your off-season job. Tell everybody what you did and, and uh, what that was like. 
Uh, so I did actually do multiple jobs, but my main job was substitute teaching uh, and huh? my wife's um, uh, old school. And I mean, it's awesome getting back with the kids. Uh, I also worked for the NBA, the shipping department. That, that so, was the one I went to, wanted you yeah, to talk so about. That, that was fun. Um, you get to meet a lot of cool people. Uh, you know, I have a picture of Adam Silver, so you can, I mean, I can't complain. Like, it was a good time. Uh, they do a good job over there. Uh, world, you know, world-class organization, just like Major League Baseball. So that was a lot of go. fun. All right, Andre, you're doing a great job, man. Keep up the great work. Thanks for catching up with us. All right, thank you so much. Brooks Raley on the call as well today. Brooks, uh, Dusty said you drove uh, from Cincinnati to uh, College Station. Can you just give us an idea of logistically what you've been through the last couple of days? <laughs> It's a long ways, I'll say that. Um, it's like 14 hours in the car. We stopped twice, so um, I'm grateful they allowed me to, to get my uh, family home, and especially with COVID and everything, so they're all settled in. So drove in this morning, had a test, nasal swab, and, and good to go. Came back negative, so here we are. What do you uh, know you're from from, uh, from Texas, getting this chance uh, with the Astros, um, especially you know after getting cut by the Reds? Just what do you try to bring to this team at this point? Uh, you know, it's, it's hitting the ground running. Uh, it's a team that obviously has, has developed tons of pitchers, brought tons of guys in. Uh, Strami obviously has a huge track record of having a lot of success. I'm really excited to get to work and whatever facet that may be. Yeah, were you, uh, were you at all an Astros fan uh, in uh, Uvalde, or is that too far away for, for Astros country? Oh, no. No, uh, definitely a fan of the Killer Bees. Obviously, watch Roger and Roy Oswald, or Oswald, and obviously uh, Nolan Ryan, etc. So, grew up huge Astros fan. Huge. You, you follow both being in the state of Texas, but definitely, definitely leaning Astros. So, this is quite the experience. I'm sure you've kept a, a, a track of the, the Astros pitching woes this year. What do you think about the opportunity that you've been given to, to come here at a time where they, they need some assistance? I'm definitely excited about the opportunity. Um, like I said, got to hit the ground running, um, embrace whatever role comes my way, and, and, and you know, and do what I do. Can you give us an idea of your repertoire right now, what you're throwing, and uh, your pitch selection? Um, predominantly uh, four-seam, two-seam cutter. I can't make it a little bit bigger, make it to a slider, have a good curveball, and a, and a change up. So we'll mix and match depending on the type of hitter, or whatever, uh, et cetera. But um, – a lot of two seams lefties, a lot of a lot of cutters and righties for the most part. For the most part. Hey, how well do you know some of your teammates, some of the guys that are already on the team? Uh, not very well. Uh, been gone a long time. Went to Asia for five years, so um, a lot of new faces around here. I do remember playing against George uh, when he was coming up through the Astros organization in Oklahoma City. Um, I think that was in 12 or 13. Um, obviously very talented, and he's, he's you know, made the most of that and been very, very successful. All right, Brooks, thank you. Thanks, guys. AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Say